Well, gather around, everybody. It's time for the Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. I'm joined today by Sean McGuire in Studio B. Hello. How are you doing today, Sean? How you doing? I'm doing well. Again, as always, it's really good to see you. I'm glad you're sitting on my porch. I came um, in here um, and, and I learned from last week, and, I, and I don't, I'm not wearing the mask <laughs> right away. But I did notice one thing that we yes. need to talk about here. Yes. Um, my contract yes. Uh, specifically uh, provided that I was going to have uh, red and black licorice with all the red licorice taken out. And it appears that you've done the opposite. I only have red licorice. That's true. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Uh, I tried to delegate um, that task, and it, as often happens when I don't control everything, it just got all messed up. So I'm, I'm really sorry about that. I, I, I'm I, Well, I'm already here, so you know, I might as well just go through it. But I can't promise I'm not going to cough on all your doorknobs. <laughs> I, is that too soon for a... <laughs> A contagion joke, joke. Yeah. yeah yeah it's for it sure might be too a little soon. too soon all right so sean and i are getting together today uh to talk about the upcoming nfl draft uh which is this coming thursday and we decided you can get if you want rankings of rookies you can go to a thousand different places for that so we wanted to offer up something a little bit different our main goal with this episode today is to enhance your enjoyment of the NFL draft. Hopefully give you some things you can think about while you're watching or maybe make predictions ahead of time. Uh, so when they either come true or don't come true, at least you'll, you'll have had some time to think about that. Um, so we're covering today, um, even if I just said we're not doing rankings, but we are kind of focusing in on certain positions. We are doing quarterbacks, tight ends, and running backs today. And then on our next episode, we will cover the wide receivers because that is such a deep class this year. So, Sean, you yes. want to kick things off from here? Yeah. Um, well, I think the, the the way I was thinking about this is that we would talk about the quarterback position because um, I think we're going to see a lot of quarterbacks go at the top of the draft. Um, and uh, so one of the things I was uh, thinking about was um, – who needs a quarterback, right? And so uh, I, I thought about, I kind of broke down, went through the teams, kind of broke down teams that I thought were uh, would definitely be, be acquiring a quarterback, um, some teams that there's a good chance that they, they might pick up a quarterback, um, and then a couple teams that I think that people might not be thinking about that could um, surprise some people and grab a quarterback. And then from then on, we can talk about some individual players a little bit and where they might go and what we, maybe what I think about them today. Um, I might think something about them different, you know, in a couple of days, but right. at, least, at least what what is uh, what's going through my mind right now. And some of that is just dependent on where they land, I'm assuming. I think so. A lot of, you know, when I've gone around and listened to some Dynasty podcasts and looked at Dynasty rankings, a lot of people... Um, I always talk about, oh, it's just the talent. It's just the talent. But it's not just the talent. If you, you can have a really talented player and he's in a bad situation, he just never sees the field, and you know his career can kind of go that way. So um, I think I think landing spot is important. Um, and uh, so it's important to think about those things. So the first thing um, 
when I looked at the teams, I, I really cannot see uh, uh, finishing the draft without a new dra- newly drafted quarterback on their roster. And and some of them probably won't because there's not that many really good quarterbacks. But um, from my perspective, uh, teams that really need one are the Bengals. Um, and to be honest, I'm only putting the Bengals there because they have the number one overall pick. Yeah. Um, actually, I think that they're doing better at the quarterback position than some of these other teams. But uh, when you have the number one overall pick, um, you're likely, if, and there's a good quarterback, you're likely to grab them. Right. Um, the Dolphins, uh, the Patriots, um, yep. newly added to that list, uh, and the Chargers. And then I'm going to throw in the Colts. Mm-hmm. And um, those are all teams where. I would be. I think it's very likely that they try to get one of the top-rated quarterbacks. Um, then the next group are um, teams that I think there's a surprising chance. I shouldn't say surprising. There's a good chance that they're going to try to get a quarterback. And for that, I would put down the Redskins. Sorry, mm-hmm. Team Washington, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Jaguars, mm-hmm. uh, the Panthers. The Saints and the Steelers. Yes. And this group has a kind of an odd mix. There are some uh, teams that have some older quarterbacks uh, that everybody knows are coming to the end of the line. Roethlisberger is coming to the end of the line. Breeze is coming to the end of the line. Uh, it's got some teams that have young quarterbacks that were rookies last year in terms of the, the, the Jaguars in Washington. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I think the consensus is nobody's really sold that they've solved that problem. It might be too early to pull the plug on, on, their, on their rookies from last right. year, but it's a possibility. Uh, and then you have the Panthers, who who uh, they, they've invested in Teddy. I, I don't know how solidly they feel about that, right? That's a... I mean, Teddy himself is kind of um, a risky proposition in, in my mind, Um he haven't he hasn't been seriously injured since the big injury here in Minnesota, but um, I think every team is going to kind of look at that and say, I don't know if he's uh, going to be a durable quarterback for a long period of time. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely got question marks. And then my two sleeper teams are the Packers, um, and they tend to draft or they have. Um, you know, Favre wasn't that old when they took Rodgers. And they, 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 they grabbed a guy and they sat him for a bunch of years. Mm-hmm. And it, this would be about the time that they might do that, I think. Yeah, that's an interesting... Uh, I hadn't thought about the Packers, but that's, that's an interesting take on that. And then the other one is the, the, the team that is one of the most, I wouldn't say snake bit, but just consistent at not having a consistent quarterback, and that's the Vikings. <laughs> I was going to say, you better say the Vikings here. <laughs> I mean, they've... Uh, Kirk Cousins is about the most consistency they've had at that position in the last 30 years. Um, it's really amazing. If you, if you go back year by year, it's like one or two years, you got Brad Johnson, you got Tavares Jackson, you got, you know, um, and they're only there for a year or two. Jeff George and right. Randall McMahon. Cunningham and McMahon and Warren Moon. Mm-hmm. It's it's a never-ending collection of, of washed up or soon to be... McNabb, I mean, right. soon to be washed up players, 
that they plug in there and um, they've made a couple attempts in the draft. Some have worked out, some haven't. I guess Dante w- was consistent for a while. That was that would be the other one. Um, yeah, he's probably been the best quarterback in recent memory for the Vikings. Yeah, it was certainly one that they've they've drafted, right? Yeah. Um, so I put them in kind of a sleeper 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 mode. They have a quarterback, uh, Kirk Cousins. Um, is I guess some people like him and some people don't. I think he's a fine quarterback. I think the problems the Vikings have had when they've had problems have not really been his fault. Um, I really only see Kirk Cousins as as a problem if you're Yatin, right? And you start him in the championship game. That seems to be <laughs> a problem, but that's not an NFL problem. Right. <laughs> okay. So are we are on to players? Are we on to players here? Yeah, let's uh, let's jump in and talk about where anybody what you're want, thinking. Anybody want me to start with? I mean, personally, I I'm assuming I think with probably 99% of the football world that Joe Burrow is going to go to Cincinnati at number one. So, I mean, unless you have something really interesting to add to that scenario, I would. No, I think that's. I mean, I think that that's happening. The only reason why it wouldn't happen is, I mean, there's all this. Um, and this will be interesting in the draft that there has been kind of this, I don't know we call subterfuge or something. There's been kind of like these passive aggressive things like Joe Burrow saying that whoever drafts him, he'll show up for, but that is an answer to, will you go to Cincinnati? He doesn't sound very enthused about going to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people overran with that. So I, do I think it's possible that uh, Joe Burrow will, um, you know, do one of those things that people who are consensus number one picks sometimes do. And, uh, um, you know, he's got an agent working the scenes in the background and basically tell Cincinnati, don't draft me, trade the pick. So that'll be an interest. That's the only interest there. Other than, other than that, he is going one, one. And I think it's interesting. He's a little bit older than, than other quarterbacks. He's a, you know, a a full senior and he really kind of came out of nowhere. The, player that I think of when I think of a player who came out of nowhere is actually Dwayne Haskins. Mm. We just talked about Haskins. Haskins mm-hmm. was in, was at OSU. He, he gets, he gets thrust into a starting role and puts up video game numbers. And, um, and that's essentially what Joe Burrow did, except for his numbers were bigger, right? I mean, he set the college records in his season, um, which is not true of Haskins, but, Still, when a guy only really produces one season, there is some risk there. And yet I've heard, uh, you know, over the past few weeks or months that he's one of the s- safest QB prospects since Andrew Luck. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's the line on him, and I understand it. I watched the national championship game, game up uh, in Duluth with uh, with Craig Matheson. And um, I have not seen a college quarterback that accurate ever. Like, it was unbelievable as the throws that he was making and, and not just making good reads and th- having a strong arm, but the, it was precision that reminded me of Drew Brees, right? Um, both a better arm um, and, and quite mobile and big, too. Um, so he looks, he looks the part. It's just odd that it's just poof, you know, mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Suddenly, he's the greatest quarterback in the history of college quarterbacks. 
Got it. Well, let's move on. Yeah. Uh, probably, uh, you know, I'm, I'm guessing Chua and uh, Justin Herbert um, are probably going to go next, two and, two and three. Um, and there is some debate as to which one's going to go first. Mm-hmm. Uh, any any opinion on that or where a better landing spot would be? I feel like two is going to go... I feel like two is going to go to Miami, but I don't know that. Um, this Patriots talk threw me a little bit if if uh, somehow they move up there. Although I was just thinking it would be totally a, a Patriots thing to do to, to jump ahead of everybody and then not take a quarterback. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, have everybody thinking, oh, they're going to get Tua, then have them be like, we don't want Tua. We're happy with Jared Stidham. Um, so I do expect Tua to go to Miami. I uh, do expect uh, Justin Herbert. I I was looking at is it I, I hear Herbert to me it's a bear, uh, but to me uh, I, I really think the Chargers are are a likely landing spot for for him. Okay, um, I've seen that before. Then it gets a little interesting because at that point in time you've got quarterbacks, um, all of whom have something wrong with them. Um, not a lot wrong with him, but just something wrong with him. So you got Jordan Love, who a lot of people think will, will go in the first round, and actually I think he will too. Um, I think he will go in the first round because people look at him and think that, oh, he's the next Pat Mahomes. Um, and uh, he's not the next Pat Mahomes. <laughs> From my perspective, I think he is maybe a guy who could be really good, but he, I think he needs a lot more polish. And uh, Pat Mahomes was, uh, he also sat for a year, um, but I don't see that as, um, like he might be taken by a team who is drafting late in the first round and already has an established quarterback. So if you want to talk Packers, if you want to talk Vikings, if you want to talk Patriots, um, I, see, I see that being something where you could you could draft a, a guy like Jordan Love, but the plan to have him sit for a little while. And then maybe, then maybe you have something special in a year or two. Uh, Jacob Eason is another guy out of Washington. He's giant. Um, he's got a huge arm. I did watch the combine. Uh, his arm was, was monstrous. Although he reminds me a little bit of Dan McGuire, which is another giant quarterback with a big arm. Um, that was a long time ago, but he uh, he didn't do anything. You know, he, he was six eight. Eason, I think, is six six. You know, at some point in time, I wonder if you're too big. Although, just her, to, just to move around, like you're just so big, you can't move around. And, you can see over things. I think that yeah. provides an advantage. But yeah, you just you're not quick enough. You lose quickness with, with height. I think, mm-hmm. uh, and I, and I just don't know. You have to be special. To, to pull that off. Although his height and, and, and weight essentially is indistinguishable from Herbert. Um, so I don't know why Eason gets that knock and Herbert does, doesn't, but uh, that is a thing. Um, a lot of other people uh, are going to look at um, uh, Jalen Hurts as well, um, which confused me for a little while because I was thinking he was a wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers. It's so close. It's so close. It's so close. And I look at him, and he's he's a second, third-round guy. Um, I'll tell you who he reminds me of. 
dearly departed Tavares Jackson. Mm. I'll pour out a little one for Tavares right mm-hmm. now. Um, he's a, a, a moderately athletic quarterback, but not special in the way that Lamar Jackson is. Um, you know, wherever he goes, you just hope he doesn't get hamstrung with Troy Williamson, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. We just talked about um, on the episode before when I was talking with Justin Bodie, uh, Troy Williamson made an, an appearance on that episode as well. I I encourage everybody to go on YouTube and just Google or YouTube Troy Williamson hands. Mm. The collection of videos you get is amazing. <laughs> it is it is like if you you think about like your like high school and college pickup football games that you've played. And there's always that guy who can't catch a thing. Right. Yeah. And, and he might be the greatest guy in the world, but like, it doesn't matter what you throw to him. It's going to go clank off his hands, you know, or his face mask or his face mask. Yeah. yeah, Or something like that. So let's just say Troy Williamson is the Farhan Hassan of the (laughs) NFL. (laughs) Um, and then the last quarterback that I, I thought was worth even mentioning is Jake Fromm. Yeah, he's a guy that, um, you know, uh, maybe someone will say something different that he just looks like a guy. He's, he doesn't doesn't have he didn't have a great combine. He doesn't do anything particularly well. But you know, people say that about Tom Brady. So you know, um, he's a, he's a guy that that he, he's not going to wow you at a thing like the combine. The question is whether he's. Uh, a leader and some of these other intangible qualities that, you know, you'll, you'll have to guess on. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's, I think that's all I have for quarterbacks. That sounds good. Yeah. We, uh, we can move on to tight ends. There are several tight ends in this class. None of them really rise to the level of some of the tight end classes we've seen in recent years. So, um, probably not going to spend a lot of time on, I had, I had, I had, like 15 pages of material on, on tight ends. So oh. I'm disappointed to hear you say that. Um, no. <laughs> so everybody wants to say the tight end, uh, the Patriots need a tight end. And that's because everybody wants to go back to, um, you know, the, uh, the days of, of Hernandez and Gronk and just, and frankly, Brady, None of those people are there anymore, right? right? So this idea that, oh, the Patriots need to have a tight end. You know, the Patriots didn't have any good tight ends until they got Hernandez and Gronk in one draft. Mm-hmm. So I find they do need a tight end. Their tight ends are not good. But there's like this obsession in the national media that the Patriots need a tight end. Well, they don't need a tight end anymore than anybody else. Uh, Washington needs a tight end as far as I can see. Um I don't even know who still's on that team. Is it still that guy with like twenty five concussions? I think is it Bodie had him forever. Jordan yeah. Reed. Yeah, Jordan <clears throat> Reed, right? Yeah, I mean, that's all I can think of. The Colts lost Ebron. Um, I could think that they could they could use a, a tight end. They do have some some kind of random guys that you've never heard of that are are I think talented that maybe could step up. Um, and those are, are true of some of the other teams that I, I put down here as maybes. I put the Cowboys as a maybe. Um, Witten, they've been trying to replace Witten, and they still brought Witten back. And, yeah, they've got 
a guy there, but yeah, well, he's like a like getting really hyped as a sleeper this year. He, yeah, but that's that 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 thing happens all the time, right? And what's what's his name? Do you remember his name? Uh, Garrett something. It I, sounds I, right. It's if it's, you keep talking. I have my though. list of ro- of players here. If you keep talking, yeah, I'll, it's just blank. I'll find it. It's he's not that exciting. If you have him on your team, you know maybe you keep him. Then but. he's really exciting. Uh, Texans. Texans have consistently drafted tight ends. Uh, Texans have um, not found any of them that stick. Uh, Cardinals. Cardinals have struggled um, uh, getting a tight end. I don't know when how the tight end works in their offense. Uh, it, it's kind of a unique offense, and they've got a million wide receivers. So um, would they want a tight end? I don't know. Um, I actually think the Panthers, they've got a guy that, that, that people hype a lot, but he hasn't done anything yet. And, uh, it's a kind of a situation where unless they feel real confident and they didn't feel confident enough to, to have him take over for Greg Olson last year. So, um, I can see them grabbing another tight end as well. Um, so in terms of players, I'd, I'd, I'm not intending to spend a ton of time on uh, on the players. I think the player that is most, um, I wouldn't say, not like, there's no one like Noah Fant. There's no like athlete like Noah Fant out there. And I'll, I'll explain that in a little bit. Um, but I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Who's the guy the the Detroit got again? Um, starts with an H. Yeah, it does. Uh, Hawkinson. Hawkinson, yeah. yeah. Cole Komet. I'm not saying he's Hawkinson, but he's 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 a guy that has kind of um, is just generally good, and I think that was one of the things that people liked about Hawkinson. He kind of did everything well, and I think that's true for Cole Komet. He's a uh, he's got got prototypical size, comes from Notre Dame, so he's so he's you know been in uh, a substantial offense against substantial competition. Um. Another guy that I've seen going in the top three rounds is Hunter Bryant um, out not, of Washington. Not Harrison Bryant. No, that gets confusing. Yeah. No, Hunter Bryant. Okay. Harrison Bryant, honestly, a lot of these guys could just get flipped around. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to tell who's going to go where. But I see Hunter Bryant as, as as a kind of a generic tight end. I said my notes on him are that his measurables are all average except for his size is small. So he's only 6'2", 248, right? Okay. So if you're 6'2", 248, you know, if you're going to be Irv Smith's junior size, you sh- you better be really athletic. Right. right? He's not. I think, <laughs> I think he ran a 4'7", 440. He's, he's, you know, he's not just not that athletic. But then again, neither is Irv. So he's not, he, I, I'm not, this is not a shot at Irv Smith. I'm just saying he's not, Running a four four five, he's a four six guy. But he does look good playing. I Irv? think he looks. Yeah, oh, I like Irv. Yeah. yeah, I like him. I just he's going to struggle because he's only six two. But this is an indi- This is the second tight end you're talking about, right? Yeah. So this is as an is an indication of the weakness of the class. Yeah, I'm comparing him disfavorably to to Irv Smith, who I like, but. Actually, but Irv was the third third ranked tight end last year, pretty much. So, and some people would have had him second. So, um, I just don't. There's no. There's not that superstar punch 
that you have at the top. And then uh, the other guy that I, I've seen is a Adam Troutman. Um, so what I know about him is that he uh, he ran a four eight, which is not far from what I ran in high school. Um, <laughs> he's two fifty five, so he's a little bit heavier than I was then. <laughs> <laughs> I might have him beat now. <laughs> and, and you're not running a 4.8 anymore. Well, no, probably not. <laughs> I didn't officially run a 4.8 then either. But <laughs> I, my only point is, is that's 4.8's not, you know, that's Lyman speed almost. Yeah. So I, w I would kill for 4.8, 40. No, if I could do right a 4.8 right, right now. Yeah. yeah. Man, it'd, it'd I don't know my, the, I, we've talked about this for years, but. I would like to know my 40 time. Well, I, I, I don't. I, I, I'd like to think about what my 40 time was in high school and pretend it's the same. For me, it's kind of like IQ. <laughs> like I kind of want to know what my 40 time is. Kind of like I kind of want to know what my IQ is. But then I'm a little nervous to actually find out the real results. Like yeah. what if I'm not as smart as I think I am? Yeah, I mean, well... I mean, you, you are as smart as you think you are. <laughs> the question is re relative to some standard. I mean, you your brain works as, as well as you think it works. I mean, that's just everybody's, is, is right? That, that's true for everybody. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think ultimately you're used to what your brain is. And if it's you've survived on this planet almost 50 years and uh, you, haven't, uh, you haven't done anything incredibly stupid. So you're, it's a basic level of success. That's a win. It's a win. Mm -hmm. um, other players, we talked about uh, Harrison Bryant, Bryson Hopkins, um, Albert Aquigabunum. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, people call him Albert O. What I know about him is I can't pronounce his name. But he's one of these guys that, that uh, um, you know, depending on landing spot, might see something happening in camp worth paying attention to it's not i think he might be the best athlete in the group okay um if i remember rightly he might have some of the best like combine numbers and whatnot but um but i think he's still not as favorably thought of as some of the guys that i mentioned before. right yeah i've run into his name but it's always been down the list a little bit now to put a bow on the tight ends i just wanted to let you know that the Dallas Cowboy tight end we were mentioning earlier is Blake Jarwin. Yes, it is. It is Blake Jarwin. Um, but, yeah, I don't think Blake Jarwin is something that the Cowboys know that they're going to going to uh, succeed with or not. He's a possibility. Right. Yep. All right. Running backs now? Yeah, we save the best for last. Save. Running backs are always fun. Yes. Um, um, and you – so. I don't think I said this up front. Uh, this is about enjoying the draft, but it's also because of that we're we're focusing in on guys that we think are going to be taken in the first three rounds, so right. day one or day two. So there are lots of um, rookie running backs that are going to be drafted in our rookie league, in our own rookie drafts um, that we're not going to talk about right now. Yeah, not today. Maybe maybe we'll talk about them later. But the thing is. Um, when, when going through my list, what surprises me, and some of this is just the depletion of the value of the NFL, of the running back position in the NFL, is there's not not that many guys. There's more quarterbacks that might go in the first uh, couple rounds in what I would call a, an, an average quarterback class mm -hmm. um, than running backs. 
where everybody is saying this is such a great running back class. Meh, it might be. Um, it, the running back class a couple of years ago looked great. We had, oh my God, Carrion Johnson and Sony Michelle and, uh, um, you know, just who the, the Seahawks uh, got a guy and. Oh yeah, Penny. Rashad Penny. I mean, there's just a whole bunch of those guys and, and, and all those guys, like there's really only one or two of them, Barkley and Chubb, who you can look at and say, oh, no, that's a guy I for sure want, right? Maybe you like Sonny Michelle. You know, I, I have don't. him. I'm not even sure. I, I'm not even sure I like him. Um, you know, but like a lot of the other ones, do you st- Penny and, and some of these other guys. Do you still count him as a a, a hit in your for your rookie oh, picks? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I could trade him today, tomorrow, any any time. That's that's the, the question is: Is he a hit? Like this is a, a for sure superstar. He's a starting running back in the NFL. That's a hit. Um, but am I excited about him after last year? Less, mm-hmm. less. And he needs his contract this year, right? Yeah, yeah. So I have to, I'll have a decision to make on, on him. But but again, when you start looking at this, when you start looking at how many teams have a dedicated running back, you know, there's not a whole lot of them. So he's still in the top half just on that metric. But again... So you look at, I'm gonna, we're going to go through so much of these names. Probably only a couple of these guys are going to really, two years from now, you're going to be looking at and saying, oh, I'm glad I got that guy. You might, It might be Darius Geis. Bodie's going to make a decision on Geis. How exciting does Geis look today? I don't know. Probably about the same amount of excitement, maybe a little less than Sonny Michel. Mm-hmm. Or Rashad Penny, probably a guy that will get cut. Did Matheson take the Denver running back? What was his name again? He has both Freeman and um, Ta- but Freeman, uh, Phil- Freeman's the one that went in, the, in our first round, right? Yeah, and, and, he was and, highly drafted. Highly drafted, and again, Carrion Johnson, another guy. Yeah, I mean, I loved Carrion Johnson. I really wanted to draft him and play Carrion, my wayward son, by by Kansas at the draft, and then and then Dave uh, took him in front of me, so I couldn't take him. Mm-hmm. So. Um, that's only, that's only point is, is everybody thinks about this as like an amazing running back class. We'll see. We'll see. We don't, we never we'll know. See. Yeah. So here are the teams that I think definitely need a running back. Uh, the Bucks. Sorry, Justin. <laughs> uh, the Dolphins. Um, the Falcons. The Rams. The Chiefs. And the Steelers. Any of those surprise you? Well, the Falcons surprise me. Uh, although I guess I don't see Gurley as a real long-term solution. Right. So they they, they just spent some money on Todd Gurley. Um, but Todd, we know Todd Gurley has um, a bad wheel. Right. And immediately after signing a long-term contract with the Rams, the Rams basically w- just lit a bunch of money on fire to get rid of him. So that's not a comment on whether he can be valuable this year. I, I know he was recently traded and that's for other people to discuss, but, um, but he's not a long-term solution there. Mm-hmm. He's still only 26, 25, something like that. He's still not a long-term solution as I see it. Yeah. Can you, do you mind going through the list of teams one more time? Bucks, mm-hmm. Dolphins, Falcons, Rams, Chiefs, Steelers. Yeah. Outside of, I guess outside of the Falcons, I don't 
No, nobody really surprises me too much there. I, of those, I'm I, I'm less least certain about the Steelers. Um, I, I know I think you've, you've got James Conner. I do. Um, he, I, I, I wonder whether the lesson they've learned is they they can't give him the entire load, and they don't have anything behind him that's of any value. So I can see them grabbing another running back that they can pair with him. I don't think that they have decided James Conner's garbage. I don't think that's true. I just think that I, I don't know that he's going to carry the full load anymore. Yeah. Well, I, I actually think you're right. I think Pittsburgh will draft a running back. I would predict that. Now, I don't know if they'll do that in day one or day two right? necessarily, but I think they'll get somebody. Um, the maybe teams I have are Washington. Um for the aforementioned reasons, uh, the AP is 45 years old and Darius Geis's knees are 45 years old. Um, <laughs> Bills, Chargers, and Patriots. Wow. So you, uh, no, no trust in Singletary or um, Eckler uh, or Michelle. I should say no trust. These are in my maybe category. I don't know what lesson the Patriots learned from last year on Sonny Michel. Um, their entire offense struggled. It wasn't just the running game. Um, and it wasn't like other running backs they put in there were doing well. Damian Harris did far worse <laughs> when he even saw the field. He couldn't even get on the field. So like that's um, that to me is a sign that maybe the problem is with the rest of the offense. But I just don't think you can look at that situation and think that they they might not grab a running back. I think they might, especially if they don't like, if they think Damian Harris is as bad as I, I, I suspect they might just re- need to replace him. Not necessarily Sony, but they, their thought might've been, we're going to get a guy that can be an, a one B to Sony's one a, mm-hmm. and they, they might need a new one B. Gotcha. Um, chargers. I like Eckler. Eckler is really exciting. I had him on my team way back when, uh, you know, probably at, at the minimum. And it was, it's just a guy that I couldn't envision ever being, uh, a starting running back. Yeah. Um, and then he proved everybody wrong last year. Right. And, you know, Eddie was trying to give him away at the beginning of the year last year and, uh, no one, no one took it seriously. And, you know, he, he, he was excellent all year long. Um, uh, he was even still good after Melvin Gordon came back. Right. That's the surprising part. And Eddie had him at point two. I know. And optioned him, so uh, he had no so, way to keep him. So we him. can all get him. We can all see what the market is for him now. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll have my million dollars at the auction that I can throw at him. <laughs> I might have less. <laughs> um, but there, are, but I've looked. There are a lot of teams that are going to have a lot of money. Yeah. And there's not much talent out there. So a guy like Eckler, it's would not be ridiculous for him to go for six, seven, eight million. But then he's a one-year player, right? Not if he's a. I mean, honestly, if he's the starting running back, no. I think you you can keep it. We, we, quarterbacks are devalued in this league a little bit, and we've got quarterbacks at five, six million bucks. But yeah, but people don't hang on to them. If you've got a guy at six million bucks, and you have to give him a raise, you, what's the difference between six million bucks and six and a half million bucks? Not much. Just so give him a two year contract. 
But we digress. Yeah, we're digressing. That's what this whole thing is all full of digressions. <laughs> um, Bills, is, it's not that I don't like Singletary. Actually, I like Singletary. I just don't think that the Bills are going to say that we can hitch our wagon to this undersized guy. The Falcons did it with Devonta Freeman. We all know I named my team Devonta Freeman partly to mock the idea that he was ever going to be a prime running back in the NFL, and then he was. So so <laughs> that doesn't mean that Singletary can't do it. I'm just saying I can see them drafting a bigger guy, you know, mm-hmm. an A.J. Dillon, some, some, some guy that, that might offer something very different. Uh, sleepers, Jaguars, Colts. Why Mac? Like, uh, or why Indy? They've got Hines and Mac. Hines is third year, right? Yeah. Um, if they want a three down back, I'm not sure Mac is going to be that. That almost rhymed. <laughs> um, he's not, I think you mentioned it a couple of podcasts ago. He's not a pass catcher. Uh, maybe he could be. He's not in that role right now. Um, he's been effective. I don't, I don't, he's kind of a grinder. Like I see him as a guy who will be consistently okay. But if if they have a chance, there's some of these running backs this year that are so good. Now, if I were the Colts, I would not do this. I would spend my money on, 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 I'd get a new quarterback. I'd get more help on the offensive line. I might get, I might get another receiver depending on, on what they think of Paris Campbell. Um, I just think it's a possibility. Sure. Mac was not, he was a fourth round draft pick, if I remember rightly. So they're probably paying him nothing and, and they have a lot of money. So maybe they, maybe they, he's just, um, you know, they're one of the teams where I, with all that money, I thought, well, maybe they'll sign a free agent. Maybe they'll sign a Melvin Gordon type or something like that. But, they didn't, so maybe that's a sign that they really like Mac, or maybe that's a sign that they're. What if Jonathan Taylor falls to them? Are they going to pass up Jonathan Taylor? Maybe, right? I mean, a lot of teams will. So yeah, so who uh, you mentioned Jonathan Taylor? Who are the the five or so running backs that you see going on day one or day two? Um, so uh, DeAndre Swift uh, out of Georgia, I think a lot of people are projecting him to be the first fantasy football running back taken. Um, there's a couple reasons for this. Uh, I think he kind of does everything well. Um, his size, he's not tall, um, so he might be a bit more of a Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith type, a guy who's not tall but is stout. Um, he catches the ball well. Wherever he goes, he can be a three-down back. Um some some but some people equate height with durability. I, I, in some ways, I think it's an inverse proportion. Right, myself. I was gonna say it's probably. I would think it'd be might but be think, the opposite. But I think a lot of NFL guys want a banger, and I don't know that he's a banger. Um, he's out of Georgia. There's an excellent track record of running backs out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, so I he I don't know that he'll he might not even go in the first round. I think he probably will, but I think he's a chance that he falls out of the first round. But He'll fall someplace good. I've seen him mocked going to the Lions, though. And, um, you know, that would be kind of really giving up on carry-on. I, I don't know that it, um, 
Kieran has proven himself to not be a good running back. I think he's proven that he's has a hard time staying healthy. Um, right. But but if DeAndre Swift goes there, um, you know, I think that's a interesting thing because they're going to have two backs that have I think have talent, and how they split that load will be interesting. Um. So uh, we also mentioned uh, Jonathan Taylor. Um, yeah, I mean, he really, I guess he probably was a premier um, prospect already, but he really raised his stock at the combine. Yeah, he, he destroyed the combine. I mean, he, he looks so good. Um, it's almost, I think he suffers from the fact that um, – couple things um and his landing spot will depend some some of us he ends up in the Steelers though I mean like th- that's a really good fit for him um the problem with Jonathan Taylor from a fantasy, fantasy perspective is going to be that he has a lot of wear and tear a lot of these running backs really are the primary guy for one season or maybe they're sharing a backfield uh, so they're looking at 200 carries. Like he had year after year after year of 300 plus carries in college. Now that's when you're 21 years old and your body is indestructible. But if you buy into the theory that you really only get some people, you know, you talk about age 30 for running backs. Um, I think I, I, I buy into the, it's the number of carries. So uh, unless you're Frank Gore, <laughs> in yeah. case you are indestructible. Right. But I think, if you, if it's number of carries, you don't want those carries in college, because and that's part of the problem with Wisconsin backs and 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 it is if your program is puts a bunch of weight on one guy, it can make you look really good. But if I'm an NFL GM and this guy I see this guy and instead of getting you know five good years out of you, I'm only going to get three good years out of you. Um, you might look at another back that doesn't have that wear and tear. Right. Uh, he also, and, and that's, and that's the thing. I mean, I look at Wisconsin's track record of putting out good running backs. It's not great. Melvin Gordon is kind of the exception. Um, and even he struggled in the beginning. Um, so, yeah, right. um, so, so I'd like, I like Taylor. I do like Taylor. Um, but he's, you know, he, he was so good at the combine, he almost didn't have a flaw. Like, that's, he just did everything really well. And you just don't see that. You don't see a guy that just looks agile and fast and he's built, um, he's like 225, something like that. He's 5'10. He's like the perfect prototype running back. Right. Like, he's big. Yeah. Big and fast. And somebody could take him first overall in our league and nobody would. Right. Would think twice of it. And right. I'm not arguing against it. I'm just saying um, he, it's hard to find holes, but the big hole is the wear and tear. And does that, does that matter? I mean, how much, how much does it hurt when, I, you know, I'd like to make a, a Minnesota Gopher joke, but I can't because they were actually really good last year. But like, <laughs> so who should we pick on? Who's <laughs> like a really weak team in the Big Ten these days? Um, yeah, who is bad? And Maryland, Indi- was Indiana, Maryland, Indiana. Maryland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, how much how much wear and tear is that to 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 
get tackled by somebody from Northwestern or Indiana. I mean, maybe it's not that big a deal. Gotcha. <laughs> um, All right. So number what do we got? Number three. Yeah. Third? Uh, and I'm, these are not. I'm not doing them as right. I rank them. I'm right. Just talking about just them. A third running. Back. Another guy that I think is a good chance he goes in the first round though is J.K. Dobbins out of mm-hmm. Ohio State. Um, he's a little bit like, like DeAndre Swift in that. I'm gonna I'm gonna comp him to Zeke, which wow. is sounds like high praise, but and I have Zeke, but a lot of people look at Zeke and just think, well, he's a product of that great offensive line, which is what they said about Emmett Smith, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're really good at doing things, subtle things, sometimes it looks like you're the product of a great offensive line. But sometimes you're the product of a great offensive line. <laughs> and I think that's the question for J.K. Dobbins. Is okay. he, how good is he versus playing for Ohio State? Yeah. and Because um, sometimes it can just be like a, a shift in weight, like a, a fraction of an inch or, mm-hmm. or an inch one direction, and you get somebody leaning the wrong way. And that's something you create, but it's, it's hard to see that on film. Right. And, and, and a really good example of that, I'm not trying to talk about my guys exclusively, but just a thing whatever is <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, so right. He didn't have a good fantasy season last year, but he's a um, he is a masterful running back at those little things, at knowing where. So if he's behind a decent offensive line, like he's devastating. He's not behind a decent offensive line right now <laughs> in New York, but but it's 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 not it, it it's not in his tape on, on you know his 40 time and all that, that that's not where it shows up it right. shows up in these little shifty little moves and Dobbins has some of that actually Jonathan Taylor has a lot of that too um, so then the next guy that I think a lot of people are probably are going to say and this is a guy that could I, I really don't know what to think of um, is uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire um, he's small Right, so he's five seven, hmm. but he's not light. He's uh, he's two hundred five, two hundred ten pounds, somewhere in that range. So, I I look at him, and everybody thinks, well, he's a three down back, and I think, okay, well, is he? Is he a or is he a pass catcher like Darren Sproles, who could do some running too, um, or is he? like a bigger pass catching back that also can do some running like Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush was bigger. And then I, the, the, the comp that I fall back on the most is Maurice Jones-Drew, mm. who had many very productive seasons yeah, in the Yeah, he NFL. was really good. Didn't have a super long career. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was, a, a, again, another guy that kind of looked like he might be a pass catcher, but he he's built kind of like a fire hydrant you know he's just right. kind of stout and if you look at kind of ed's real air he uh, he's he's built that way he's got these big thighs like mjd did and um i don't know if he's got that shiftiness he has some i don't know if he has that mjd was very shifty um but i think that's that's a comp that i'm thinking about right yeah. now um is there a spot that you like for him I've got kind of spots that I like for him, but I've also got spots that I don't like for him. And and what I would look for for him is if he goes to a team that has a pretty solid running back, like 
runner running back. Okay. A guy, a guy that, like, if he goes to Washington, I'm just saying, and, they, and they've got AP and Geist, neither of which uh, can catch the football at all. And he's probably going to be basically, they're, they're thinking he's going to be a pass catcher, and that might stunt his career. Okay. If he goes to a team that has a dynamic passing attack like Kansas City, he might be the whole enchilada. Mm. I know. It sounds good, doesn't right. it? Right. So, so that's kind I of where I love enchiladas. <laughs> I think Edwards Allaire is one of the more landing spot dependent guys. Okay. So that is a guy that is really going to be interesting where he goes, right? So if he – I'm just trying to think of some other just – pound the ball type guys that are out there but um what if he goes to the titans i mean it's a classic example yeah if, he, if he's on the titans like their offense is going to be unreal in terms of running the football right but he's never going to be a primary be. guy there right right that'd be a bad landing spot it'd be yeah. bad for him right yeah. you know you want him to go someplace where either there's nothing there like miami or or there's um, a, a clear kind of wide open offense, um, and you can see where where that where that ends up being. So uh, then the last guy that I I really think is going to go in the first three rounds confidently is Cam Akers. Mm-hmm. I, he's a guy that I think could fall out of the top three, but also he's a guy that I think could go high in the second. So he's to me like somewhere in the two to four range. Um, he had a really nice combine. Uh, what I can say about him in college, for when I was when I was growing up, this is maybe to tell you how old I am, uh, Florida State was a powerhouse. Like they had great teams every year, right? Those days are gone. So he he used he he was less productive than a lot of these running backs that we're talking about in college, but that was a bad Florida State team, and he was the entire offense. So, you know, it's it, the tough thing about Cam Akers is looking at trying to estimate what he would do if he had blocking, and then you think, well, what if he ends up on a bad NFL team? <laughs> <laughs> so then maybe it's not much different. Right. right, a lot of these teams, not every, not all these teams are good teams. Some of them are um, are bad teams, and you get any of these players uh, that go to a bad team. Maybe they can make that team better, or maybe uh, or maybe they're just gonna pull a Cleveland Browns and just be bad. You know, Detroit. I think some of these teams like Cleveland and Detroit, they're just bad every year. Nothing every the, the world turns, doesn't turn, viruses come and go. And the Detroit Lions are still terrible. Right. And every the Browns. Year. And the Browns, and there's a couple others, but yeah. Yeah. Um so that's one of those things where it's, you get a guy like that and you have to think oh, if he ends up in a bad spot, sometimes you can be a good player on a bad team. It's harder to do it as a running back. Right. Yeah, you you have to rely on your your lines so much and the scheme and and just the offense overall right. getting you in scoring position, right? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I put a, a little notes uh, other guys to look for guys that could slip into the top three rounds. Are okay, Zach, Zach Moss is mm-hmm. one that a lot of people have. Um, he didn't do anything impressive at the combine. You um, you might also have a faster forty time than he does. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> 
I did watch <laughs> that and I listened to the commentators trying to make excuses for it. Oh, it's not that you know, it was it was a lot of like it's not the slowest player I've seen, you know, like he doesn't need that. I'm like, well, then why are we doing forties? Right. I mean, like either, if you're telling it doesn't matter because his skill set or whatever, that's fine. Then don't run the 40. Right. right? Exactly. Um, I know people have AJ Dillon. I, I, I don't know that he's a day one or two guy. Um, he's huge. <laughs> if some team with no running back drafts him and Clyde Ed, Ed, uh, Edwards, Alaire, then, we were probably unhappy for both of those guys. Okay. Um, and there's a couple other guys that that I that could sneak up into it. There's a Darrington Evans and yeah. Levante Bellamy, and 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 there probably is a couple others. I'm I'm just drawing a blank on right now. There's I mean there's I've, guys I've, like Eno Benjamin. Yeah, that's guys. the guy I was wondering about. I've heard his name. I, I have not seen him going in the top three rounds, okay. so I just I'm, I've avoided that. A, a lot of these, there's a lot of players that are 100% landing spot dependent. And all these guys fit into that category. They, they land in the right spot. They could end up being something. Or, because for example, Marlon Mack was a fourth round pick. So they end up in the right spot, great. Or they could be like, uh, uh, that was it Thompson or whatever that Bodie drafted last year for the Chiefs. Um, oh Darwin yeah, Thompson. Darwin, yeah. Yeah, I mean like a flash in the pan, but he's not gonna be anything. So, um. You know, it's all landing spot dependent. Gotcha. All right, are you ready for a little something fun, Sean? Um, I mean, not that this hasn't been fun, but I... I yeah, I didn't know if that was a trick question. I I'm having a blast. I'm, I'm, I prepared something for you. <laughs> okay. So I thought it'd be fun. It wasn't uh, It wasn't black licorice, I know it's not. <laughs> it's hard to go shopping right now. <laughs> That's true. You're lucky you got Forgiven. Red. You're lucky you got red licorice in there. That's true. I'm going to have some. (laughs) Okay. So, um, I, oh. Is this good or bad for radio? I think, well, it's good for me. I love hearing (laughs) that in there. Uh, I thought it'd be fun. I prepared a list of 12 questions for you. Six of them actually are rookie related. So kind of, they fit on this show. Um, and then six of them have nothing to do with football, but I thought it'd be fun to ask you now. I've tried to formulate these questions so that you can answer them with one to two to maybe five words. So I'm not looking for a lot of explanation. Um, Sean is currently drinking his beverage through his <laughs> Twizzler straw, which is, which is awesome. And it's, yeah, it's a bubbly beverage. Let's put it that way. All right. So are you ready, Sean? Can I, can I send some questions your way? I feel um, like I should start a clock, but you, you don't have to feel like you're timed. But do you want me to respond like instantaneous response, or, or do I have a? I, I, mean, I have no idea what these questions are. Yeah, we're, yeah. Um, I'm not necessarily look. We're not timing you. You can take a second to think about it. But I kind of would like your initial reaction to these questions, and I really don't want you to to go into. Explanations. Explanations. Okay. I just want the answer. If there's something really, uh, like something comes up that I want you to expand on, we yeah, can go back. You can ask, yeah. Yeah. And so what I'll do is you ask a question. If I know the answer, I'll answer it right away. If I don't, I'm, there's going to be a lot of dead air. Well, I think I want you to not cut out the dead air, so I want everybody to know that I'm thinking. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Dead air is not good for, 
for radio or podcast. I but. just opened up a wrapper and, and ate a licorice <laughs> stick on, on radio, right? So <laughs> we're breaking rules left and right. All right. So I'm going to start with a serious question and we'll end with a not so serious question. So okay. we'll, I'll alternate my, my football questions and not. Okay. Ready? Yes. Neither. Boxer briefs. No, that wasn't one of them. Oh. N- neither. Well, huh, interesting. Boxers or briefs? Yeah. No, I... It, okay. was, it wasn't neither. It wasn't none. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was okay. neither. That's, that's where I went. All right, here we go. <laughs> Name one rookie who is currently too highly or too lowly rated. Okay. Uh, one rookie who is too highly or too lowly rated. Uh, I got to remember all these rookies now. Um, and Do you only want me to talk about the players that we just talked about today or any position? You can do any position and just give me a name. I, I mean, think, I think it's more probably more interesting if it's a fantasy relevant player, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're talking about NFL draft or fantasy drafts? Um, I would say, yeah, fantasy drafts. I think too high, highly rated right now is Jordan Love. I think just just the name, just Jordan Love. Okay, fine. we can we can go back if you want. No, that's okay. You're right. All right second question: What mm-hmm. type of bear? Is best. Um, huggy bear. Very good. I like that answer. That's that's. Is that the Charmin bear? No, Huggy bear. It was a character on a TV show. Okay. It was like maybe in Rockford Files. I can't remember who Huggy bear was. What? There I think is... he was the comic African American character on oh. one of these shows. It was like a white detective, and then as so I think it was, and he and he was like his African American contact. Because you know you have to, you want to learn about some some black people who maybe are committing some crimes. You got to have a guy, and, okay. and Huggy Bear was like his guy. Oh, okay, it's so it, it is a Charmin Bear though, right? Uh, on the commercials, you're saying the Charmin Bear, yeah. the one who always has little dingleberries on his fur, is yeah. named Huggy Bear. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let's go on to number three. Uh, do you Let's get off of number two. <laughs> Do you prefer to trade up or down in the rookie draft? Down. Which is the best flavor of ice cream? The best flavor. Oh, my God. Consistently, mint chocolate chip. Mm, That's a strong choice. What is the best date, calendar date, to trade a rookie pick? Um the date of the rookie draft okay because people you know you don't want you don't want talking right right all right i'll shut up um your team has been headquartered in springfield boston and devon and i have there been any others i mean there are a couple like fly-by-night operations right but those are the main three those are the three in boston i think was only a year okay so maybe half a year of those three cities like which pies <laughs> Of those three cities, which has the most supportive fan base? It, without a doubt, it's it's without a doubt it's it's Springfield. There's a, there's so in Springfield. I, can I can I can I elaborate or no? Sure. I, the the folks in Springfield were very upset when we moved, right? Mm-hmm. And they and they they when they lost out to the big city because I think it went from Springfield to Boston. There's a lot of you know there's a lot of the MAGA hat wearing and other things like that were, were kind of like, they were upset at the big city mm-hmm. and then move up to Canada 
know, they're, they're, you know like it's hard because there's this loyal fan base of people. There's, you know, I think probably a hundred thousand people in Springfield. Okay. And between all of them, they have a hundred thousand and one teeth. Okay. And <laughs> they they are very. <laughs> Uh, you know, very passionate fans, and they're they're always trying to trying try to lure us back to Springfield, and we, you know, we leave those options open. Gotcha. And and since you made that comment, I feel like I should just say we're not talking about. I think Springfield's the most common, <laughs> commonly used city name in our country, right? It is, and it is. and uh, it may have been a fictional Springfield that you were based out of, or it might be the Springfield that you live in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next. <laughs> uh, what player, we might have talked about this, what player or position do you hope the Minnesota Vikings take in the first round? They have two picks, so you can give two answers if you want. Awesome. Um, I really hope they get another offensive lineman. Um, and I really hope they get an exciting wide receiver. Got it. Which is that right there is a teaser for tomorrow's podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh what is the saddest of all keys? Oh, everybody knows it's A minor. That's not how it that's not what it is in the movie, by the way. Oh, what is it? It's D minor. Oh god. <laughs> well, I'm saying it's A minor. I've been playing a lot in A minor and it's really sad. <laughs> uh what rookie pick this year? is equal to the value of Josh Jacobs? Oh, that's a good question. Um, because he was our number one pick last year? Right. That's why I picked him. Yeah, no, that's a good That's a good, That's a a good. good reason. I, I mean, I, I, I assumed you weren't looking at the best running back from last year because that's Miles Sanders. But the player oh. who, who the position, here's the thing. If I had Josh Jacobs, mm-hmm. and this is, my way of looking at things. Mm-hmm. I would not trade Josh Jacobs for the one one. Got it. Because we know Josh Jacobs is productive and any of these guys that we talked about and I like a lot of those guys, they all could be Trent Richardson. Got it. All right. That makes sense. What is the best pizza topping? Just one? Okay. So, so many of them have to be in, in or, or is a it combo. the best topping, the best let's, pizza? Yeah, let's, let's. That's more interesting. Let's name the best, your your best pizza. What's on your best pizza? You and I had one once that had sauerkraut on it. Mm-hmm. And it, was, it was like sausage and sauerkraut. That was mm-hmm. so good. It's and a, I think it had potatoes. Do you remember that? I don't remember potatoes. Okay. I, I, I could have sworn it had potatoes. My go to, my go to is pepperoni and green olive. I always want to find something to add to that. And the only thing I've been successful at is if you find a little spice, a little spi- a little heat. Yeah. It's not bad, but you don't want over... It's not like jalapenos. It might be banana peppers. Got it. But I'm not sure that banana peppers go with that. So I always struggle in that regard. So then you sometimes have to switch over to sausage. Yep. Sausage banana pepper is really good. Um, boy, so many good pizzas to eat. Well, there are, and that's one I'm of the reasons. I'm curious what your answer to that question is, because uh, I might agree with you. I tend to agree with you, I, except for your rookie draft picks. Right. Well, and there's a reason for that. Um, it's well established, my track record there. Uh, when it comes to pizza, I love green olives. So I, I, would, I have ordered a green olive pizza once, and I would not do that again. Plain green olive? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't do that again, so I'm kind of with you that like I 
want my pizza to have green olives. I have really liked sausage, green olive. Garlic? Not garlic. I, li- mm. I like mushrooms. Oh. And I know so you hate mushrooms. This is where we part so, because yeah. for me, it's not just that I don't like mushrooms. I feel like mushrooms ruin pizza because they have so much moisture in them. That they make too. everything soggy. Yep. Oh. All right, I broke my own rule here. We got I got two left for you. Oh, I thought we're done. No, two more, two right. left. All right, all right. Generally speaking, is it better to draft running backs or wide receivers in a rookie draft in a salary cap dynasty rookie draft? This is a, a topic for a significant discussion. The answer is, um, the answer is. The answer is depends. The answer is there's no answer to that question. I can't give you an answer to that question. I can explain why in a salary cap the the factors are different than in a non salary cap league. I think that's the important part. Okay. Do you want me? Do you want me to elaborate or no? I I think we just discovered another episode we could have, or at least part of another mm, episode. So yeah. let's let's table that. Let's put a let's put a thumbtack in that one, and I'll roll on to my last question. Okay. What's your favorite thing about me? Wow. Okay, I um, thought we were going for the extended empty air time there. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm going wow because I, I want to make a joke, right? I really want to make a joke. In this time, it's hard for me to make a joke about that. Gotcha. Um, that's why I asked because now. I, because I miss you um, and I'm seeing you and that's, you know, I, I literally see my wife and my kids and they're great, but, you know, a little variety is nice. Right. Um, I, I think you're an unbelievably good listener. I think that, and that's a good pair for me who really likes to talk. And sometimes you need somebody who's willing to listen to you. And I think you provide that for me. So that is, um, that's maybe my favorite thing about you, but there's so many things. It's right up there with, um, you have a very open mind. So, um, if you were adamant about the worst pizza topping was green peppers, you might try some green peppers because I talk you into it, and you might change your mind. Whereas, if flip side, I will never try a mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> I am less open-minded than you, and I think that that is. So I think that that's that's a really nice quality that you have. Well, Sean, that's very nice. I appreciate that. I wasn't sure where you were going to go uh, with that question. It was going to go sappy. I, <laughs> I, I went. I, I, it's not in my nature, really. But like you know, when you, every single time you see somebody, you 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 savor that moment. You know, I mean, I could be like Farhan and just light everybody on fire, but I'm not <laughs> that big of an a hole. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Thank you for uh, for joining me again, Sean. It is always great to see you. I look forward to the day. Do we have less than a week until the rookie draft? Yeah, it's Thursday. Oh, it's so exciting! I know. I'm and, so excited. Yeah, I hope I hope the whole league um, gets on whatever form of Zoom or whatever we have. I don't. We could probably just do a speaker phone call. I don't need to look at everybody's face while we're doing the draft. But sometimes it's nice to know who's talking. But right, this is. We can look at this. Um, uh, for those that, if people are listening that are not in our league, um, it, the rookie draft is kind of a, a fun thing that we do, but really only about half the people show because we got some people who live out of town who don't get to participate. And this is an opportunity for 
us to have um, everybody right. participate as much as everybody else. Right. I mean, we would always take the phone call from the out of towners anyway, um, but now we're all doing it. So it, the mechanisms are in place and whatnot. So um, it, you know, you look for silver linings, and I think that's a silver lining. Right. It is. It's. I think there's some good. I expect things. you there, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are some good things that are going to come out of this whole yeah. quarantine bit for sure. Right. right, right. All right. Well, uh, folks, if you want to send in, what did you say? I said lots of babies. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> if you would like to send a question in for us to answer on steel, uh, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at steelpod, S-T-E-A-L-P-O-D, steelpod at gmail.com. Uh, You can find us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else that you might want to find your podcasts. Or at least that will soon be the case. Um, And we, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. And we look forward to doing this again. That's right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care, everybody. Bye.